At the beginning of the Sedra, it tells us about the covenant that Hashem made with the Yidin. The Pasuk says, To bring you into the covenant with Hashem, in order to establish you today for Him as a nation. And so on. Shtelzich Rashi. If Rashi quotes the words from the Pasuk in order to establish you today for him as a nation he explains he goes through so much trouble in order to keep you uh, before him as a nation he goes through all this trouble to make a covenant and so on so we have to understand what the Rashi is saying. What is the Rashi Mechadish in the Pirush from the Bertel Aman Hakim? What is Rashi? What's new? What did Rashi say different than what the Pasuk itself says? It's on um, Pirush Rashi. What is What did we learn from Rashi that we would have uh, thought otherwise without Rashi saying these words? Because all he does is repeat that Hashem is, uh, is making a covenant with you in order to keep you as a nation. Before Shem learned, some of the commentaries explain as Rashi is that what the difficulty that Rashi has here is the tzedach from the Mkrisis bris is doch given is given nishloan hakim loylaam. Because the need for making a covenant is not to make the Yidin, turn the Yidin into his nation, nor, but rather, The point of the covenant in which Hashem said, if you keep the covenant, then you will be blessed, if not, and so on. So the purpose of the covenant was in order to keep the Yidin on the straight and narrow. They should continue to keep the Torah mitzvahs, not to make them into a nation. The point of the covenant was to keep that the Yidin are now obligated to keep the mitzvah. So why does the Pasuk say that the, the purpose of the covenant that they're going into today is in order to make you into his nation? They were already his nation and the point of the, of the bris, of the covenant was in order to encourage them even threaten and so on, that they should keep the Torah mitzvahs. So that's the question that Rashi bothers Rashi. So he answers, As the Pesach here is not telling you why Hashem is making a covenant. The, the Pesach is telling you, I am going through so much trouble for you on your behalf, if the why does Eved should go through this whole thing to make a covenant? Since the reason he's doing it is because Hashem spoke to you and he also swore to your patriarchs, meaning that he would never exchange their descendants, the Yidin for any other nation which Rashi in fact says in the next Rashi that's why Hashem had to make this covenant with the Yidna 
he wants to make sure that they will that the Yidin will keep the Torah mitzvahs. And if the Yidin keep the Torah mitzvahs, then he won't have to distance them from him. They will continue to be his nation. Which would go against his oath that he took to Avram Yitzchak and Yaakov. So what Hashem is saying, because I swore to your forefathers that I would always keep your nation, that's why I'm making this covenant to make sure that you keep the Torah mitzvahs, so that you will never, I will always be your Hashem, your God, and you will always be my people. This way I won't have to violate my oath to the others. So he's saying the Laman is not why he made a Chris's bris in order to keep you as a nation. We already are his nation. He made the Chris's bris that you will continue to be his nation, that he will be able to keep you as his nation, not to make you into his nation. Thus haste, in other words, as the Laman Hakim Bebris, that the uh, in order to keep you as his nation is not explaining why he made a bris. As Hakim is the Matarafunim Krisis Bris, that the making you into a nation is not the purpose of the Bris, because that was already. That's explaining why he's going through all this trouble to make a Krisis Bris in order that you will remain his people. The the trouble that he's going through is in order to make sure that the Yidin will continue to be his people, Kasher Dibaloch, as he had spoken, as he had promised to you and to your forefathers and so on. That's how the Mizrahi um, uh, uh, commentator on Rashi explains it. The Pirish is of a standing, but we have to understand about this explanation. The problem with it is the Inifun Hokim Laam when we say that in order to make you into his nation and you and he will be your God. Because in, the Yidin should continue to be Hashem's people and keeping Torah mitzvahs are of course interdependent. As it's explained in many Psukim, as the, the Mizrahi in the, the commentary on Rashi says it himself. Even here he says the same thing. That if the Yidin would violate Torah mitzvahs, that the Eibush says they die from Merachigs, and Hashem will have to distance them. Which would go against his oath that he took to Avram, and therefore to whom he said that he will not separate himself from the Yidin. So if they, if it is already known and well established that keeping Torah and Mitzvahs for the Yidin is a condition in being Hashem's people. Why does Rashi have to say? Is not pertaining to what the Pasuk says is... The Pasuk explains in order to make a covenant, in, to bring you into the covenant, and he explains... Um, in order to keep you as a nation. That's what the Pasuk says. So the Mizrahi says, no, Rashi is saying that the Pasuk is saying something else. Laman is of Kol is trying to explain why he's going through all this trouble. Not that in, he makes a covenant that you will keep Torah Mitzvahs in order to keep you as his people. Why can't we just say that that's what the meaning is? 
since it's well established that in order to continue to be Hashem's people, we have to keep the Torah and mitzvahs. And he, ha- and he goes instead to say that Laman describes why he's going through all this trouble, not why he's making a- the actual bris. That the purpose, that's the purpose of the covenant. So Rashi says that it, it, it describes something, but state Nishim Pasuk, it doesn't say anywhere in the Pasuk, that's why he's going through all the trouble. Bishasman can learn a kipshude when we can just explain it in the simple term, the way the Pasuk itself says it. And therefore, since it's just the simple understanding of the Pasuk, Rashi wouldn't even have to say anything. As the that the purpose of making this covenant, the Krisus Bris of Shmiris and Mitzvahs, this covenant that the Yidn should keep the Mitzvahs, is Laman Hokim in order to maintain you as his people. He will continue to be our Hashem. As Dor Kiyuma Mitzvah, Mitzvah, that, in other words, to say that through the Yidn keeping Torah Mitzvah's own Yidn, Veren Loilaam, the Yidn become his nation, and the Ebesh Telechalulikim becomes, or continues to be, or becomes our, our God. So why can't we just explain it that way? Why do we have to go to something, force words into the Pasuk which are not there, when it's just as easily explained? by the words that are in the Pasuk. Another thing that remains unresolved according to that explanation. According to this explanation it comes out as the Chidush Fun Rashi is nished in the Verter Hakim Aishayim that what Rashi's novelty, what he introduces into the Pshat is not in any way explaining Hakim Aishcha Hayyim Leila'am to make you as his nation. He's not addressing that. Nor Blois in Vart Laman. He's only re, in, re explaining the word Laman in order to. What's the in order to? Laman explains, Rashi says, according to the Mizrahi, why he's taking the trouble. Not why he's making you. Why he's making a bris. So the the, the novelty of Rashi's explanation is on the word laman, as the Rebbe point is, says it. As does batzitzach nishtum bebris that it does laman is not explaining why he's making the covenant. which is written in the earlier pasuk. Nor if kol kachu nichus but laman now means why is he taking the trouble. Or another way of saying it is that Laman in order to is not is not to be seen as in order to that it's telling you why it, what's going to happen in the future nor but rather Lafi because is it explains why I did something in other words why I went through all the trouble to make this bris. So rather than explaining something that will happen in the future, that he makes you into his nation by you keeping the Torah mitzvahs, which goes to the future, it explains something that happened in the past, or in the present and past, why he made this bris in the first place, why he went through the trouble. So all he's explaining is Laman. But based on this understanding, we have to understand why does Rashi have to quote from the Pasuk the whole string of words and then he reiterates it again in the Rashi. He quotes it in the pull quote and then he 
reiterates it again in the Rashi itself, the Alaverter Kayim Aishalufan of Laam to keep make you as his nation. All he's explaining is Laman. Why doesn't he just quote Laman? Nochmer, another thing. Rashi is Mishana from Loshna Kosov. Rashi changes a number of the words, even when he quotes from what he seems to be quoting from the Pasik, but he changes it from the way the Pasik says it. Number one, in Pasik state Hakim, the Pasik says Hakim to establish you. On Rashi Zokayim, Rashi says to maintain you, establish you, and maintain you are slightly different. I mean, they're maybe not so slightly different. The letters are one, two, two letters are changed, but it seems to change the meaning. Why doesn't he keep to what the Titus, the Pasuk says? Number two, he changes the Pasuk Zokloy La'am for himself as a nation, and Rashi is Lafon of La'am. Before him, not for him as a nation, but before him as a nation. Why does he make that change? And the third change is Rashi's Mashvid and Vartayim. Rashi leaves out today. He establishes you today for him as a nation. Rashi leaves out the word Hayim. From them is Mochach. So from all this, it seems as the Chidush in Pirush Rashi Do, that where Rashi is, a, is the novelty of Rashi's explanation is nisht in the verta kol kachonis nichnas latroyach is not so much that he says that it's explaining why is he going through all this trouble midvelcher heipton perusha which is the which are in fact the very first words of his the explanation nor taki in the verta leman kayim oischalufanim laam the since he quotes from the pasuk kayim oischalufanim laam obviously that's what he's explaining that's what he is uh, what he's Adding his explanation to, and make nishmat It's not so much that he is just requoting the pasuk, but he's trying to explain what the pasuk is trying to say. As the taich von hakim in the pasuk is kaya. That's why he makes these changes. These changes that he makes explain the meaning of the pasuk. So you should know that the word in the pasuk is not so much hakim. But rather kayam, und loy laam meant lafon of laam, and he explains to you that when the pasuk says loy laam, what he means is lafon of laam. So we have to understand what is this? What is he explaining? Gimel the beer vazet. But that explains by establishing that the Rebbe explains that that's why he makes these changes. The changes explain what the pasuk is saying. That's Rashi's novelty here, explaining what the words mean, what the words, uh, what they convey. And that also explains why he co- quotes those words from the Pasuk, because that's what he's going to be explaining. Gimel the Bir So to explain all this, Rashi is da Rashi is bothered by a simple question here. How could we be saying at this point, 40 years after Matan Torah, that today he makes you into his nation? As Eden Vern Hayoim, that the Eden are becoming today in the Togven Kinsa Moshe of Negus Baruch Biyoim Moisei, the day that Moshe gathered them Nitzavim, the whole passion Nitzavim was said on the day that Moshe Rabbeinu passed away. He gathered them for this special message. So today he's telling them that the Eden is Anishim from Lang, since the Eden are already long time already that the Eden by Matan Torah started at Matan Torah Givaron Anom. That's when they became a nation of Hashem. Kimafur has become a psukim, as is explained in many psukim. So we know that the Yidna have been a, a nation of Hashem 40 years already, 
So why is he saying today you become a nation to Hashem? So therefore, for this reason, when the Pasuk says, Today you have become a nation to Hashem, which was said that day, Rashi, Rashi immediately points out that it doesn't mean that that today you became a nation, nor Rashi reinterprets it to mean you, why does he say today in the Pasuk? Not that today you're becoming a people. Today you're having this uh, crisis bris. Every day of your life, which means every day into the future, you have to consider as if it happened today. That's why the Pasuk says Ayayim. Rashi understands that when the Pasuk says it's happening today, it doesn't mean it's happening today. Of course it's not happening today. It happened 40 years ago. To the reason the Pasuk says in those Psukim Hayyim is to tell you that every day you have to consider it as if it happened today. In the Pasuk where it says that on this day Hashem commands you, which happened not by Matan Torah, that Pasuk was also said much later, is Rashi Mefarish. Also, Rashi is bothered there, and therefore he explains it this way. The whole Yom Yuba Nechachadoshim. Every day you have to consider it as a new thing, as if it's today that you received all these mitzvahs. When the phone is verstandig, so for therefore we understand that this is the taich in Esashem Hamarta Hayyim, what is said in the previous parasha in Kisavai. On this day, Hashem has distinguished you unto himself as his special nation. You, you have existed distinguished Hashem as your God and Hashem has distinguished you today to be his outstanding nation which is the continuation of that previous Pasuk that Hashem commands you today so just like Rashi said over there that it means that every day it should be new to you like it happened today when we see ourselves as Hashem's special people and that Hashem is our is special to us, every day you have to consider as if this is something new that just happened today. But it doesn't mean that it happened on that day. So that's Rashi's question. Farem for Rashi, so Rashi answers as Laman Hakim that when it says he made you into his nation, Meitnisht Oishtel doesn't mean that he has established you as his nation today, because that happened a long time ago. Nor Kiem, but he re-envisions it as Kiem, which means he maintains you as his nation. So Ufhalten Ibn Am. He's doing this in order to make sure that you continue to be his people. In other words, that this is something that Hashem is doing. So that's talking about how Hashem will keep, will maintain the Yidin as a people. So, the Christus Bris of Matan Torah, when Hashem made a covenant with the Yidin at Matan Torah, Hatuv Giton, what that accomplished was, as Yidin Zani Givoran an Am, Fabudn Mitnebishin, that the Yidin then became the people, a nation that is connected to Hashem. But it's possible that afterwards, if the, the behavior of the Yidin in the later days, later years, other than Shpetah the Gedairus or in later generations, that Nizanki the Boy Chazushalom will not be appropriate, his behavior will not be appropriate. So, Verin and the Mashina, it's possible to envision that there should be a change. Hashem no longer wants to be 
the the wants the Yidden as his people Hasushalim. Is there Uftu from them bris? So what is this bris which is happening forty years later? in order to can maintain you, to create the possibility that you will always remain his people. That he brought a permanence into the covenant between the Yidin and Hashem, that this will continue forever, to eternity. So that, that's not Hakim. That's not establishing it. That's not making it happen. That is maintaining it to make sure that it will have an eternal continuation. So that's why Rashi changes it to Kayim, and that explains the, the original question of today this happened. This didn't happen today. It happened a long time ago. No, today he gave it the permanence that it needs to have, which is that Eden will always be his people. Based on this, we can also understand why is it at this covenant, why on this day, as Moshe said, this pertains to those who are here today and anyone that will come in the future, anyone that's not there today. What he didn't say in the future, he said, also with the people that are not here it's for the people that are here and the people that are not here and it means that this is something which pertains to the people from future generations because the crisis bris at that time was that the Yidin will continue for forever to be Hashem's people so it pertains to the people that were there at the time and it pertains to all the Jews that come in the future that's why it's pointed out at this bris because here it's important to point that out because it's something that continues from today, it continues forever. So a five-year-old child that's learning the the Pasuk asks the question, If according to this, when the Hashem made a covenant with the Yidin by Matan Torah, it was subject to change. If the Yidin will not behave as they should, then it'll change. Is my only high mahai? So then, what so? Why is this covenant stronger than that covenant? From that covenant of Matan Torah, it's possible there should be a change, and Shem should no longer favor the Yidden. From this covenant, now from now on, it's impossible that it will be maintained forever. What, how is this one stronger than the other one? Why? How is this covenant different and, and more powerful? As in M, and this priest that happens today, and the, at the end of the 40 years, that can, can never change. Is Rashi Maktim? So Rashi explains to answer that question. Rashi first says the words, He goes through so much trouble in order to make this happen. By them, that for this covenant, Hashem went, took special pains special trouble to make sure as is also he invested himself very much into this bris so to speak in them Chris's bris where do we see that with the Pasuk as the Pasuk says to bring you into the covenant as Rashi explains that a covenant in those days was called passing through why passing through as Eichta Eibush says, Kaviyachol Durfki Gang Etzvishne Mechitza Mekan Mechitza Mekan, 
the way we know that the bris ben Absarim, Rashi explains how a covenant was established. They would uh, put two things on two sides and both parties would walk through them and that brings them together into this covenant. So Hashem also, so to speak, L'Avracha, He passes you through for this covenant. Hashem Himself also passes through whatever that may be, may be in regards to Hashem, but He also enters into the covenant. That's what He means he went, he took the trouble. And the other thing is, the other point is that he also connected it with a curse. And therefore it had a very powerful uh, effect on the Yidden as well. That's why the Yidden as far as Hashem is concerned, it can never change. He invested himself into the covenant, as he says, that he's, he himself is passing through, is going through the, the whatever it is that makes a, a covenant, connected to it, a curse, which means that the Yidin are now in fear of violating the covenant, and therefore they too will never depart from the covenant. So he took the trouble and he put the Yidin through the paces which will maintain and make sure that they should also stick to the covenant. Untem uftu and this accomplishment that happens for the Yidin that they will not depart from the covenant. That Rashi emphasizes the midvasir that he alludes to by making the change from the way the Pasik said for himself as a nation on his medayik and he emphasizes that thus that what does that mean laman lefun of laam that he brought you into a covenant before him as a people what does that change mean the the difference between for him as a nation and lefun of laam before him as a nation is as follows loy laam meant for himself as a nation means as their am geher that the people are always Hashem's people. Says Zainer Anam, it's his nation. Lefun of Laam meant, but what does it mean before him as a nation? That's a little different. As their am is Nishnor Zainer, that the people are not only his people, Aber Eken Zaymerichuk for them, because you can be family and be distant. You know, you live somewhere else, you never see each other. Nor Zainen Unstein Lefun of. Lefana means that the people, the Jewish people, are always in 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 front of him, always before him. He always pays attention to them. They are in his presence all the time. together with him. As it says at the beginning of the Sedra, you stand here today, all of you before Hashem, in the presence of Hashem. So loy lo'am could mean you're His people, but you're not in His presence. Lefana means you are always in His presence. And the farzayin z'nitshayach ken shenuyim is ayin z'nitshayach ken shenuyim in the bris. And for this reason, it's not possible that there should be any changes anymore to this covenant. This will have eternal, it will last eternally. Then many is blois loyla'am if the the Jewish people are his nation. But they could find themselves distant from Hashem. Gitis an art as his own nish film vizinba uh an am vasa ebishta hot oiskiklim. 
it's possible that they should lose that feeling that they are the chosen people, the people that Hashem chose as a nation. Yes, they are, the, you know, and conceptually they are, but if they don't feel that they're in His presence, it's possible to lose that feeling. And that's why it could lead to changes. The Yidin stop behaving as His people and so on, which causes a distance. But when Hashem is, He makes Kayam that not Hakimi creates you as a nation, but He makes sure that you continue to be His people. How? That you're always in His presence. Always together with Hashem. Then we are ascertain that there will never be a change. And that answers the question that the child, so to speak, asks why is the one at Matan Torah not, uh, that could be changed, but this one cannot be changed for these two reasons. Hashem has put himself into it, He's, uh, He invested everything into it. And this, and the, and he makes sure the Yidden are always in his presence. Therefore, there will always be this feeling of being the people of Hashem, and therefore it will not lead to the people straying, the Jewish people straying. Hey, in them, Pirush Rashi Zetmen So in this Rashi, that basically explains the Rashi. In them, Pirush Rashi Zetmen So in this Rashi, we can see in a very obvious way. Rashi Rashi in his commentary on Torah at the same time that the main focus of Rashi is to explain the simple meaning of the Psukim, as he himself says. And every word that he uses is necessary in order to explain the simple meaning of the Psukim. He doesn't say anything that is not necessary to explain the simple meaning. But at the same time, but at the same time he also um, alluded to his words it in such a way that it also brings out the inner dimension of Torah in these Rashi's what the Rebbe calls the wine of Torah the inner dimension why do we see it in this Rashi what what the what Rashi is saying on the simple level, as their uftu from the bris state in them was hidden as a gevaron lefun of lam, that what happened here was that the Yidden would be in his presence all the time, which will strengthen the the Christus uh, bris, and that's what makes it different than the the first one. Vert mevur nachmer because this becomes much better understood, much better understood, understood. When you see how it melds, merges with the way the Alter Rebbe explains it, and look at the Torah in Heintegger said it, the way the Alter Rebbe explains it, and look at the Torah of this Seder, in them was in them word am, in them word am as Dom meant. The Alter Rebbe explains and look at the Torah that when you talk about the word am, his people, his nation. So he tells you it doesn't mean nisht videtayich fun fun am bekamem You should know that the word over here am is not what often the word am means. Meloshin oimimus. Even when we talk about a people that belong to a king, that are the nation of a king. So some places the Alter Rebbe explains that the word am means oimimus, which means 
dimmed, when coals are burning, when there's a flame coming, so then it's orange, it's bright, then they dim, and the fire is only internal. You don't see the fire on the surface. That's what Oymimais means. What does it mean in, in, uh, in terms of a people? What that means is that in comparison to the king, the people are dimmed. They are not on the level of the king. They're distant from the level of the king. He sees themselves as himself as much higher than the people. The people are below him. In fact, one cannot become a king over people that are in his category. Like, let's say, family, which is very close to the king and so on. You can't be a king over your own family. You need people which are distant from you in order to be considered a king. Even the ministers of the government, also you can't be a king only on the minister because the ministers are somewhat in the same general vicinity in their stature as the king. Of course, the king is still higher, but you can't be a king just over the, the elite. You have to be a king over the people that are distant from you. That makes you a king. So in that sense, the word Am means removed from the king. But so, not, so the Alter Rebbe says, in this Pasuk, the word Am does not allude to that kind of nation, which is people that are distant from the king, dimmed in comparison to the brightness of the king, but rather Imoi, from the word with him, which means close to him, people that are similar to him, and relate well to him. So that's what it means over here, Am, that the Jewish people are people that are on the level where we can relate to Hashem. As Laman Hakim that what the Pasuk here says, in order to establish you or to, to, to maintain you as His people, says that what it means is Hashem raises up the Yidin to the level of, in Kabbalistic terms, Machshaba El Yaina, to the, the place of Chachma or higher or whatever, Machshaba El Yaina. That's where he lifts the Yidin up. In other words, that we are close to what he is. If you can't really say that, but at least in terms of we, we get closer to Hashem. And that's what Am means, we are with him. And that's what Rashi is saying also, that it's Lefanov that we are in His presence, that Hashem has lifted it up through this bris, that we, we are brought into His presence, very much what the Alter says in Chesidus, how this is seen according to Chesidus. So we see that Rashi is bringing out a similar point to the, what the Alter brings out in Chesidus. Vav. Another idea that is brought out, the depth of Teireh that is brought out through this Rashi. On the words, you stand before me at the beginning of the parasha. That today you stand before means it's talking, it relates to Rosh Hashanah. That is when all the Yidin stand before Hashem. When there's Mevair and he explains, that every year on Rosh Hashanah the Yidin have to bring up, have to remind themselves of the covenant the marriage that the Yidin have with Hashem, we have to bring that up in our mind. We have to re-relate to our relationship with Hashem. In a similar, he also, in a similar way, he also explains the Psukim Anal, the Psukim of the previous parasha, in parasha Savai. On this day, Hashem commands you, and then the Pasuk is Hashem 
you have uh, distinguished Hashem for yourself as, as your Hashem, Hashem Emir Hayyim, and Hashem has distinguished you today, Lias Lam's Gula, that you will be his chosen nation. As does gate of the Christus Bris, that too, those Psukim too, relate to what happens every year on Rosh Hashanah. Based on what we said before, as the two psukim and the two fanim in the Christus Bris, between Eden and Neivishen, that the two psukim discuss, describe two different ideas of the covenant. Lias Leilam. One is to become his people. There was a, uh, a covenant in order to make the Eden into his people. Un Hakim Kayim Aischalufan of Laam, and then there is to maintain the Eden forever, for eternity, that we are in His presence, Lafanov, that we are always in His presence, that's the second covenant. Kumtoi, so based on this, it comes out as, that in Rosh Hashanah, both of these things are accomplished. Because the Alter Rebbe says, that which is found in the early Psukim in Kisava, relate to Rosh Hashanah, what is found in this, this week's parasha, the parasha that we're dealing with, the Psukim, the Pasuk that we're dealing with, is also Rosh Hashanah. They describe two different aspects of the Chrysus Bris. So clearly both of them are pertained to Rosh Hashanah and have to be renewed on Rosh Hashanah. So we'll understand this. We'll understand what this means by first explaining in the Aurasun Tatan Oif Zoyar, in the commentary that the, the Rebbe's father, Rebbe Levi Yitzchok, um, explains on the Zoyar, whereas Mefarish. The Rebbe's father had commentary on the Zoyer, and the Rebbe explains one, picks one over here to explain. Whereas Mefarish, as Oich the Posek, the Rebbe's father says that also the Posek which says, on this day you have become a nation, Gate of Rosh Hashanah also, also pertains to Rosh Hashanah. That's a Posek in Gisavi. This is how he, this is what he, these are his words. Veda, you should know. Sha'a said that this Posek. We can explain this one also, that it also pertains to Rosh Hashanah. That refers to the day of Rosh Hashanah, which is called Zeh. The day of Rosh Hashanah is also called Zeh, just like in that passage. How do we know that Rosh Hashanah is called Zeh? The Pasuk this is the day of the beginning of your handiwork, which describes Rosh Hashanah. And this is a higher level. This is the day of the beginning of your handiwork, which talks about Rosh Hashanah, which is the sixth day of creation. Because that's when Adam was created. That's when man was created. And that's a higher level than on the 25th of El, which was the general creation of the world. The first day of creation was on the 25th of Elul. So, talking about man, is a higher level than the creation that happened on the first day of creation. And that's when you became a people. As the Pasuk says, in order to establish you, or, or that's our Pasuk, to be a nation for him, which is, uh, relates to Rosh Hashanah, see what it says, what it says there. That's the words of the Rebbe's father. So we have to understand, the Etzem Tzushtel from the Tzayb Sukim, 
the comparison that the Rebbe's father brings between these two psukim. The one pasuk, you became a people. Un laman hakim in order to establish you as a people. Kemafashten, that's the, the one pasuk is in Kisabe, one pasuk is in our parsha. Kemafashten, we can understand the general comparison between the two psukim. Valda is mem nor ois narayev klodos inya because he's talking, he's trying to bring the common denominator between those two psukim in, in a general sense as the hayyayim that when it says this day you became a people is trying to relate that to Rosh Hashanah and that's why he brings that hayyayim hazeh is called Rosh Hashanah and thus as hayyayim gate of Rosh Hashanah and the fact that hayyayim relates to Rosh Hashanah that we find clearly in the psukim in the Torah then pasuk l'man hakim is hayyayim l'ilam the Torah states it explicitly that Hayyim, just like Atem Sabim Hayyim, refers to Rosh Hashanah. So that we understand the Rebbe's comparison between, the Rebbe's father's comparison between those two psukim to establish them both as relating, talking about Rosh Hashanah. But we have to understand the Raya as Hayyim Azeh Geta why he says, what he means when he says Hayyim Azeh, this day, the word Hazeh he introduces the word hazeh that that's what means that it, that it pertains to Rosh Hashanah nikrozeh because well, Rosh Hashanah nikrozeh because Rosh Hashanah is called zeh as he brought the pasuk zeh tchilos nasecha tosvas hayyayim geitav Rosh Hashanah is dachnish val Rosh Hashanah nikrozeh when we say that hayyayim refers to Rosh Hashanah as the Altar Rebbe says he doesn't relate it to the fact that it says zeh in some places it doesn't say zeh just says hayyayim but rather that the word Hayyim itself is a reference to Rosh Hashanah. As the says, wherever it says Hayyim, it's talking about Rosh Hashanah. And I like the Ramaz, who was a, wrote a Sefer in Kabbalah, which is actually referenced in Lukotatayra, that Ramaz. Is mevayer the way he explains it as nikra hayyim lefishu yim hashishi shubay nivra adamarishin hayyim hayedua. It's called the day. Why is it called the day without saying hazeh? Hayyim means the day because it's the sixth day of creation and the day that Rosh that the adamarishin was created. That's the famous day, the famous well-known day. That's why Rosh Hashanah is hayyim the day. But the, the way the Rebbe's father explains it, he says that this day you became a people refers to Rosh Hashanah. How does he know that? He makes it dependent on the word Zeh, the fact that it's called this day. Not because of the word Hayyim, that's not enough. It's because Hayyim Zeh, that's what brings to our mind that it's Rosh Hashanah. So that's a question. The Tmi is noch stark, and the question becomes even more. In der Ha'or Gufa bringt the Gleich the Noch, Kanal, the Posuk, in that same paragraph, he brings, he immediately quotes the Posuk, Lan Hokim Oischa Yoim Loyla Om. The proof, he says that this day he has made you into his people. Shekoyal Rosh Hashanah, and he says that too, of course, refers to Rosh Hashanah. But there it doesn't say Azeh. There it only says Hayyim. 
So in other words, that it's not really about Hazeh, which makes it, uh, uh, that brings to mind that it's talking about Rosh Hashanah. In fact, in the Pasuk in Atem Nitzav Mayim, which is talking about Rosh Hashanah, as the Alter Rebbe says, also doesn't say Hazeh. And it means Rosh Hashanah. So why is it, the basic, the bottom line is, why does the, the Rebbe's father say on this one Pasuk that it's Hazeh, which refers to that makes it refer to Rosh Hashanah when he himself is telling us that Hayyim in this pasuk refers to Rosh Hashanah even though it doesn't say Zeh Aten Etzavim Hayyim is also no Zen it's still Rosh Hashanah not in Rosh Hashanah Atzma Zainadotzvei so what that means is the answer is Rosh Hashanah itself has two aspects to it Ein Bechina Vazvert Angrufen Zeh there is one aspect of Rosh Hashanah which is called Zeh when in Pasuk Ayem Azeni Yisrael Amen, in the Pasuk where it says, "This day you became a people," and that's the Pasuk that the, that is what starts the conversation for the Rebbe's father. Is Negeya Dibechinei Rosh Hashanah? That's over there. It's talking about that aspect of Rosh Hashanah. When Atzveit Dibechinei, then there's another aspect of Rosh Hashanah. Was Vetangruf Nayoyim Stam, which is simply referred to as Ayoyim without the words there. The impossible not some mayim like the possible or the one that says in order to make you today into his people. So to explain, what are these two aspects? Zayin. The beer was it. stam even though it's true that Hayoim, which is not with Hazeb, but it says Hayoim, this the day. Vaistaf Yemya Yadua refers to the well known day which is Rosh Hashanah. It does refer to Rosh Hashanah, but it's no comparison in the emphasis that comes out from the word Hazet. Which points out that not only is it a well known day, in other words, something that is intellectually understood. No, rather zem ken unvaiznafem. It's something that you can point to. Hayyim means something you know about, and that could be in the back of your mind. It's something you understand, but you can't really relate to it directly. Hayyim azem means this day means something you can point to. It's there in front of your eyes. Marim beetzba. Something zeh is said when you can point with your finger to it. Zeh means this. This means something you're looking at. So it's a much closer relationship to the matter at hand when you say zeh, then rather just hayyim, the known thing. Which explains the difference, the way Rashi words it differently in, the, in, in his explanation. In the passage that he talks in Pasha Veschanan, that I command you today. That's the passage in Veschanan. Is Rashi Mefarish Rashi there explains. You shouldn't see this as an old uh, uh, scroll. It's something that was given, or you know, an old edict, an old law that was given, something in the past that comes from the past. You should see it as if it was a new thing. I tell it to you today. Don't see it as something from the ancient past. See it as if it's something that came. It's as if it came today. Mitachafadim, you know, but there he uses as if it's new. With a chaf, which makes it as if. 
as if it's new. Mitachavet, yeah. Mashenkin is in pasuk in parsha betavay, but when he, he talks about the the pasuk in tavay, hayoy mazeh Hashem lekechem etzavecha on this day where it says hazet, on this day Hashem commands you. Zok there there Rashi makes a small change. Bechol yoyim yuvenecha chadoshim. Every day they should be new to you. He doesn't add the letter kichadoshim as if it were new. He says every day it should be new to you. Without the chaf, which means as if. Also in the Yisrael, where the Pasuk says, On this day they came to Sinai, where it does add the word Zeh. That the words of Torah should be new to you every day. Not as if they were new, but new. So we see that wherever it says Hayyim, Rashi says Kechadoshim. Where it says Hazeh, Hayyim Hazeh, he says Chadoshim, new. Not as if it's new, but new. Based on how we explained it before, we can give, we explain the reason why. In Parshi Yisrael Vitzavai, in Yisrael Kisavai, Vu, in Pasuk Shtet Hayyim Hazeh, where it says Hayyim Hazeh, Bayyim Hazeh, Hayyim Hazeh, Bayyim Hazeh. Is the smad there? It emphasizes that the talk from Antir is by M. Meir Begilui. It means Hazeh means that you are the what happened in Matan is there front and center to you. It's something which is revealed to you, not something that you know and but you don't understand, but you don't relate it to you. Hazeh means something that you relate to it directly. Is a marba he can point to it, so to speak, as he sees it in front of his eyes. He lives in the light of Matan Torah right now. That's why the words of Torah are new, not as if they are new. You're actually looking at them. You have a revelation from Matan Torah which is which is in your consciousness. Consciously you relate to Matan Torah. Therefore, you don't have to pretend like they're new. You're looking at it right now. They are new. Where the Pasuk does not say Hayyim Hazeh, it says Hayyim, just Hayyim. Pirusha is over there, it means that the talk from Matan Torah is Faran Un Yadua Bechol Yayim. So over there too, it's something that you have to keep in your in your mind. You have to remember the Matan Torah. You have to keep it. Hayoyim, it's today, but not Hayoyim It's a little more distant Hayoyim Hazeh. Vibal Doberes is nisht in an oifim fun but since it's not something that is there in your presence, you can point to it. Is this nor kachadosha? Therefore, you can only say it's as if it's new, but you're not actually staring it in the face right now. It's something which is more concealed from you, but you know it in your mind. Therefore, over there, he says it with a chafadimian. It says, if it's new, but you can't really call it that it is new. Ches. In a similar way, there are also two levels in Rosh Hashanah. On the one hand, we call it, this is the day, this day is the beginning of Hashem's work, meaning Adam Arishin, the important work. And then it's currently Emrisha, and it's also a remembrance to the first day of when the first day of creation, which is talking about the first day of creation.
This day is the beginning of your work gate of Yom as I said, refers to the sixth day of creation. Yom Adam, the day that man was created. That's when the idea of Zeh, Hashem's presence in the world, became Zeh, something you can actually point to. The reason Adam was created, the reason man was created, was to draw Hashem into the world in a manifest way. You can point to Him. Because that Hashem should be revealed and manifest and obvious, that can only, only pertains to man. But in truth, to the neshama of man, the neshama of a yid, in, in the guf, it's not that manifest, but the neshama of a yid sees godliness in his own presence all the time. So that's when you can say zeh, when man was brought into the world, into creation, then it's suddenly zeh, elokus is in the world. But when he says, in the first day of creation, goes, goes gate of chafei elu. That refers to the 25th of El, the Emirish and the Maiz Berej, the first day of creation. Which is like, so in, 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 by the prophets, all the, the, the Gemara says, all the prophets uh, prophesied with Koi. So said Hashem. Koi Yomar Hashem. Moshe Rabbeinu said, Zed. This is what Hashem said. He had a direct understanding of what Hashem said. So here also, Koi, the, the first day of creation, Hashem's presence is only removed. Koi, so said Hashem. In the Tog, on the first day of creation, what was accomplished was the world was created. But it's in a way of Hashem's presence is removed. Like Kachadosha. You, you can see the Chof Koi and Kechadoshim, like as if it's new, that he mentioned before. You don't see the presence of Hashem directly. You only see a reflection of Hashem in this world. You only see Koi means you only see a reflection of it, something which alludes to it, but you don't see the, the thing itself. In the world, you couldn't see Hashem's presence in the world in a way that you could point to His presence. The thing which brought the world into existence, which is of course the godly power that He released into the world, is concealed in the world. In its natural state, it's concealed in the world. But now on Rosh Hashanah, which is the sixth day of creation, which is when Adam Rishon came into the world, now he brought godliness, and now Hashem's presence is manifest in the world. So it also brought to light that which happened on Yom Rishon, that which happened on the first day of creation, just the creation of the world itself, which started on the first in the first year in the 20, on the 25th of El now every year when it's repeated it bring, Rosh Hashanah is the day that we begin to realize what the first day of creation was also
Because now, once Adam was created, everything that the world has to offer, anything that the world needs, is brought about through Adam, through people, through mankind. Yidna specifically. Because it's whatever we do, which is what causes the world to be able to exist and continue. That also the original creation of the world, which really happened not on Rosh Hashanah, really happened on the 25th of El. But now, after Adam Arishan was brought, was created, and now man has been brought into the world. So now the renewal of the regular creation is not celebrated on the 25th of Elul, but it's celebrated on Rosh Hashanah itself, and that's why Zayim Tchilus sorry, not Zayim Tchilus Masechet talks about Adam, but Zikaron Liyim Rishon, the memory the remembrance of the first day, the creation of the world in general, also happens on Rosh Hashanah, because now it's all about what it's all about dependent on man, it's all about man, and so on so both aspects are, are merged into Rosh Hashanah itself. What ha- that man was created, which brought Gili Elukuz, revelation of Hashem to the world, Zeh, you can point to it, and also that which hap- came in an uh, obscured, concealed way, and the first day of creation is also commemorated on Rosh Hashanah, and that's alluded to by Hayyim. Tess. Dos was Rosh Hashanah hat eichdem inyin. The fact that Rosh Hashanah also contains in it and that on this day we also commemorate the creation of the world of, uh, of the world in general, not just man, but the world in general happens on this day in Rosh Hashanah too. Is nish It's not just something that, well, we're already cooking and uh, making a yontav. You know what? Let's include the, the, the thing that happened five days earlier. It's not something incidental to Rosh Hashanah. It's integral to Rosh Hashanah. It's not a Zaitagir uh, incidental tzugigab and there's something that was added to the day. It doesn't really belong there, but uh, you don't want to make two Yom and five days apart. It's not something that is added, additional to what Rosh Hashanah is really about which is Yom Shishi Lemaisa Adam, which is the sixth day of creation, the day of Adam, uh, the creation of man. Don't think that it's incidental, the, the creation of the world in general. Now, the Skumtals Taitzah, the fun was by Rosh Hashanah, Bet Nishadish, the Inyah from Zayim Tchilz Masecha. As a result of the fact that on Rosh Hashanah, we celebrate and commemorate and re- relive and recreate the creation of man. The revelation of godliness which comes about, uh, about through Adam, connected to Adam. This is what also renews, that's integral, integral to that is also that it renews the creation of the world as a whole. In, in what way? There is a moshul that is given for this. From Adam That a person took on a project, I don't know, uh, let's say a hobby because he was enjoyed doing it he enjoyed it he had tainug enjoyment and he had rots and he had a good will to do it but then when he gets tired of his hobby of the project you have to renew his interest in that activity in that project 
in the malacha, in the work that he has to put into it. And because you renew his interest in it, because he somehow we awaken his interest and his enjoyment of that project, that strengthens his attention to it and his commitment to it in the Rasiyah Samalacha that now he does the work once again he does it with Chayas and so on he enjoys it again he recommits himself to it as his own design but if you diamond that he shouldn't do it just as if you know he's tired and he really wants to get it over with and so on rather he should invest himself into the project that's the Mashal the same is we are trying to accomplish the same thing on Rosh Hashanah but Rosh Hashanah is Tamlichuni what does it mean? We say, Appoint Hashem the King again over us. That's our mission on Rosh Hashanah. That's why we blow the Shefer. It's all about making Hashem into the King. What are we trying to do? We want to bring back Hashem's enjoyment and pleasure in ruling over the world, in maintaining, running the world, continuing the project. Because thus is the Yashpa Pnimis Mamaila bringing out Hashem's pleasure means bringing a, an, something that comes from deep within him not just something that is on the surface you know Hashem does things like he speaks the word he created the world that was more surface he's not really interested in that directly creating the Yidden came from deep within him the, there are things which come from deep within so we are trying to encourage awaken his commitment that comes from deep within him his interest that comes from deep within him in other words, the essence of a lakus, which is uh, which is what means when we bring into the world his the essence of godliness, that means uh, that means you can see it it's there in your presence. the the uh, relationship that Hashem has with the world is through, with the Yidden in the world. That's basically what it is, Dafka. And when we create the interest in Hashem, recommit His interest in the creation, which is really His interest in the Yidin, that's why He wants to do it again. And therefore, it just happens that what He's interested in the Yidin, He's creating the world for the Yidin. So that brings about His rededication to create the world as a whole. They didn't need a place to live, they need a place to eat, they need things. So he creates all of it. But the, the focus is on the Yidin need to create a the, a will and desire from Hashem that he should rule over the Yidin. Then everything else will fall into place. The rest of creation will fall into place too. Therefore Rosh Hashanah that's how the Rosh Hashanah is integral also to the creation of the world. It's not just some incidental thing, it's how the whole thing happens, because of it's the sixth day of creation, which is the Yidden, that's why he also creates creation as a whole on Rosh Hashanah too or commits himself again to create and and since the uh, renewing the creation and the energy that Hashem will put into the world that happens on Hashanah does not doesn't come on its own. In other words, like on Chafayelul, it was unrelated to anything else, to the rest of the to the Yidden. 
nor al steitzov from the ischapshes ashpos pnimitz in Eden, but rather it comes as a result of Hashem re- he rededicated himself to his hashpa to Yidin. Is thus legamri hecha from the chiddush oylem is given bechafiel. So therefore, what happens on Rosh Hashanah and the commitment that Hashem makes to create the world is a much deeper commitment than it happened on Chafayel, because then it was just something external. He needs a world, but once he commits himself to the Jewish project, to the Yidden, so then the creation is needed much more. He's much more interested in providing a creation because it's needed for this essential component of creation, which is the Yidden, his is the real mission, the real desire that he has, the real enjoyment that he has, so the creation of the world becomes much more meaningful because it happens as a result of his commitment to Yidin. In other words, because it happens on the sixth day of creation. The Chiddush, as he spells it out, the Chiddush, the Inu from Chiddush Oilam was Rosh Hashanah, that the idea of the world being renewed that happens on Rosh Hashanah is nisht, nor as a Zolzayna Veld, is not just simply that a world, the world should continue to exist. Not as in Veldzozain Gilealakus, then what he re- what really happens in Roshana is that it shouldn't just exist as a world in which God is concealed, but rather that it should be a world in which God is revealed. The Zefun Roshana Vet Nimshachandemkai, the Ze which we said before which uh, points to the existence of Hashem in the world, it it's brought into that creation which normally would be referred to as koi, something that where Hashem is concealed, something which it only there's an allusion to Him, it's removed from our direct knowledge, our direct understanding. Similar to what happened in the sixth day of creation, in the very first time of creation, was Adam not nisht nor alein mamlech given the meivish nalt melech that other magician came into the world was created. It's not just that he realized Hashem's presence, so he committed himself to Hashem, and he, you know, declared Hashem the King personally. He did it for himself. It wasn't just that. Narahat peil given of alin nivraim. He had an effect. He brought all the creation into this acknowledgement of Hashem as the King. As the Pasuk says, Let us bow down and kneel down and uh, before Hashem who created us. Those are the words of Adam Arishan. As he says in Tilim. So that would happen on the first on the first creation and that's what happens in every subsequent creation which happens in Rosh Hashanah. Even though the um, the the purpose of creation once that happened is that there should be ze in the world, not just koi, but of course there's a big difference the way God is revealed, Hashem is revealed to Adam in the Mgili Lakusim Veld and and the way Hashem is revealed in the world itself. By the Nishama Fanaidin in Adam, Adam means man, which means the Yid. So in the Nishama of a Yid is but there we are there is a of we see the existence of God we see what it is we actually see it not a description of it not an understanding of it but we have a relationship with the actual existence of God like similar to if 
you open your eyes and you look at a chair, you see the chair. If somebody describes the chair, you only envision the chair. Um, so in other words, by a yid, it's zet. Hashem can develop, but then the rest of the world is oichven, sees meir lekus. Even when there is a lekus which is manifest, is there oir nish begilukol kach? It's not that revealed. When er is meir bloyz in an oichven fundumus, and it's also even then it only um, it's only recognized as a reflection of the real thing. You don't see the real thing in the rest of the world. Only an neshama sees the actual existence of Hashem. But the rest of the world only sees a reflection of it, but that also has to come through the Yidden revealing godliness into the world. And those are the two aspects of Rosh Hashanah. The fact that it's the creation of man, and also, by extension, the fact that it's the creation of the whole world, which gives it much more meaning, the fact that it takes place, the celebration, and the renewal of it takes place in Rosh Hashanah. Yud. This that Rosh Hashanah, the, the high point of Rosh Hashanah, which is the creation of man. Also brings about that secondary thing that the world itself is, uh, it has its renewal on that day. That in the world should also, godliness should permeate the world as well. It's not just a byproduct of what Rosh Hashanah really is about, nor does Alain is an Inyan Ikirin Rosh Hashanah, but rather we have to understand that this is something integral to Rosh Hashanah as well. It's not just something secondary that happens. As a result, we're really focusing on the hidden, the, the man was created, and therefore, you know, as, an, as a side result, it happens to be that it flows over into creation as well. We have to understand that it's integral to Rosh Hashanah as well, the creation of the world. Biz as der ikra din from Rosh Hashanah is ala gufas. In fact, it's so integral that what happens at Rosh Hashanah, it's a day of judgment. Judgment of what? Of who? Of the bodily needs of the Jewish people. It's not a judgment so much on the spiritual uh, what are the spiritual needs of the Yidin? It's just simply life, death, uh, health, and Barnasa, uh, all those things. As the Lakota Torah says, it's Aifinyonim Gashmiim, it's on material needs that a Yid, a person needs. Vas is Fabunna de Midvas, the Asgalus and Pnimis Ratsuna Elyon, Darf Nimshur Veran Lamata, Lislavs Begashmi, which is integrally connected to the fact that why is it a judgment on the material needs? Because Godliness needs to be expressed, has to be revealed through physical things. It has to be brought into the physical world, into the lower, uh, lower elements. Because even though, so that's an asi- a side point. So, but the, the point is that it's something integral to Rosh Hashanah. But even even though. On Rosh Hashanah, we said because it's the sixth day and it's the creation of man. The Gili is Zehayim Tchilus Masecha, because he's in them Adam, as it is as it pertains to man, is Vif is Vif Fil Hecha for them Gili was Vert Uvgeton and Velt. Even though that's much higher than the Gili, as we said before, that it permeates the world. Canal from Desveng still in the Shleimus Inyan Hagili Venusnem Turch Aleinyan is Dishla. Sorry. 
is the Shlemus Inyan Agilui Ven Esnem Dorch Aleinyanim. When do you have, when can you call it a true revelation of godliness in the world, not when it resides only in the Neshama Sisro, but when it permeates every aspect of creation. Only then can you call it true revelation. That it has to permeate even the lowest levels in where there is no possibility of direct um, appreciation of godliness. But it has to also permeate even to the lowest elements where the revelation can only be in a way of kai, something which is removed, but it's there. That's why it's integral because true revelation means that it reaches every single element of creation, not just the elite. Similar to what the Rambam says, the Rambam says, just as a wise man can be recognized in when he's philosophizing and explaining, and there you can see that he's a wise person, the, the gems that come from him, it's, it's an unbelievably wise person. But he can't be only recognized in his pontificating. He also has to be recognized as a wise man when he eats and, when he, and whatever he does. The Simon from the Emes HaChacham, as the Ramam is pointing out, that when can a person truly be called a wise man? Is when is Nikir, that's when his wisdom is, can be recognized. In other words, permeates not only where his wisdom is obvious when he's explaining some deep concept and his learning nor a true truly wise person can only be someone who, when you look at the ordinary daily mundane things of life eating, you say, "This is a wise man that's how a chacham eats eating doesn't have any connection to wisdom it has no connection to chachma to intellect but only then can you call it a chacham because if he doesn't eat like a chacham then you say he's not a real chacham it has to be done in accordance with his chachma so also can only be called zeh when it permeates down to the lowest levels and then you can call it zeh even though down there Nobody's going to say that a, a person eats with, like a mensch. Oh, you could see how uh, the great chachma that he has. No. But if he doesn't eat like a mensch, then it diminishes his chachma. It's obvious that his chachma is not on his true standard. Based on this whole explanation, the covenant that Hashem made with the Yidin to become his nation, with this this day, what does it have to do with this day? As the Rebbe's father points out, that it's connected. Roshan is connected to Zeh. And then the Chrisus Bris, which is in order to maintain the the relationship between the Yidin Leilam, Mitayoyim Stam. That why that is connected to Ayoyim and not Ayoyim Azeh. The Creating the Yidden as an Am that happened that's connected to Hayyim Azeh. Maintaining the Yidden as an Am is connected to Hayyim without the, in other words, Koy. The Tzveit Chinus from Zeh and Koy in the Adam Atzmai, what is Zeh and Koy? How do they pertain to with the man himself? 
He explained it in the world and so on, but how does it pertain to a person and his Avedim? That pertains, that describes the Neshama of a Yid and the Guf of a Yid. Are there Etzim Neshmasi or in a deeper sense, the essence of the soul, or the part of the Neshama which is, in te- which is invested into the body? So Koi obviously is the Guf or the, nish, the part of the neshama which is in the guf, and Zeh talks about the essence of the soul, or, or the soul, the soul or the essence of the soul. By Matan Torah, it's a chuv gitan. What happened by Matan Torah? That etzim abris vishen idin mitnevishen. That created the first covenant w- between Hashem, the relationship between Hashem and the Yidin. The Yisalam, you became His people. Vazdosis be'ikim etzad neshama. That happened as a result... Uh, for the most part, Hashem relates the neshama is what's integrally connected to Hashem. Thus, by ear is over there. It's it's manifest in an from funze. Over there, we see it in an obvious way. The neshama sees alukos directly. And as long as the yidden were in the midbar, they were completely divorced from any material needs in the world. Everything was provided. They didn't have to work. All they did was study Torah and so on, as is well known. Is the bris farzei given maspik unhalten discussions with the Gadol Baruch So then, this the bris, the covenant that they made with Hashem, the original covenant by Matan Torah, was enough to keep them in a relationship with Hashem. They had no challenges from anything other than holiness. Everything what they were surrounded by holiness. They were in constant touch with holiness. So the original Christus bris was enough to keep them in that relationship. But then when they had to enter Yisrael, which is a civilized place where ordinary stuff happens. You have to have a job and so on. For that it's not enough that the Neshama who is in direct contact with Hashem sees it and that's connected to Hashem. That was that wouldn't be enough anymore for living in Eretz Yisrael. Kedeis own In order for the relationship to be able to be maintained, even when a yid is submerged in physical, material needs and things that he has to do, is does durch them what the Christus Brishim etzad neshama vert uvgeton oichin the neshama maluaj beguf. That can only happen when the bris, the covenant, has to come down and permeate also the guf. Sorry, with the neshama, part of the neshama which is invested into the guf. And through that, mitten guf with the body itself. Then, so the relationship, the, the krisis bris, had to now also pertain to the neshama that's in the body and the body itself. As that even in the situation where they are working and functioning on a very bodily level, over there also they should be in the presence of Hashem. We have to be able to see ourselves in the presence of Hashem. Al derech hanal, as we explained before, the bechinas zeh vert nimshach and tut of in the bechinas koi, similar to what we said, that the zeh, the neshama, has to also da- lower itself and permeate also the koi, those parts, those elements of the neshama which are in the guf and the guf itself, also have to be permeated by this presence of Hashem. 
And that's what causes that the covenant that Hashem makes should have an eternal, should last eternally. In in any kind of situation, it should be able to deal with any situation. Which defines himself. The original bris was good for living in the desert, removed from anything else, surrounded only by holiness. But in order to make it work in the rest of time and the rest of uh, conditions that the Yidden find themselves in it had to come down into the Guf and the part of the Neshama which permeates the Guf that's why there was a need for a second covenant to impart to the Yidden at the end of the 40 years when they were going into Yisrael there had to be a new charge a new kind of bris which is going to carry them in to the rest of time as well Therefore, every year, when the time of Rosh arrives, and we have to renew, awaken and renew that Christ, that covenant. certain, not only from Rosh Hashanah itself, but even before Rosh Hashanah, from Rosh Hashanah, as the Shulchan Aruch says, as that we we already know that we will be victorious in our judgment. In addition to the spiritual matters that come from the Neshama, will also be victorious in our material needs, kipshutam, literally in the simple sense, which are connected to the Guf. What this means is that every single Jew, man and woman, will have a ksiva will be inscribed and sealed for a good year, a good and sweet year, both in material matters, which are children, children, health, and uh, in the literal sense, as well as be blessed in their spiritual needs, and as they come together, in a good and revealed, obvious way, in our reality, not just some removed reality.